if you came to this race, I hope you had fun. If you didn't have fun, I hope you take a look at your life and figure out uh, what it's like to wake up every morning hating it. We'll go. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. This is Alex Sturgeon with the Hobbytown Hobbyplex, direct from Weberize Studios near 13th and Coming in Omaha, Nebraska. You can find uh, where we uh, do this show from at Weberize.com. And by the way, I'm here with, as always, Will Brinton. Yeah. We're here for the Hobbyplex Show podcast, which is brought to you by Pivot Lending Group. You can find them at pivotlending.com. And if you get a hold of them, and get set up with a uh, home loan or refinance, something cool like that. Mention our show and uh, you can get $500 lender credit or uh, 0.125 off your interest rate. Always ask for a uh, Don Zoller or Aiden Olson's dad and they'll direct you to the right person. I always ask for Aiden Olson's dad. Yeah, me too. Did you see that uh, Zeke Bollinger has a pivot lending sponsorship? What? Yeah, it was on his, uh, it was on his, uh, his uh, sheets, sponsor sheets. and. Pivot Lending bought everybody pizza. Yeah, I had some. Saturday? Was it Saturday or Sunday? Saturday. It was one of those. Yeah, it was Saturday. They bought like like 40 pizzas for everybody. I had a little bit too. That was good. I went over there and scrounged through the scraps. I was busy thrashing all day Saturday. And uh, there was like still like a lot of lot over there. So yeah. it was uh, pretty cool. Thanks, Pivot Lending. Yeah, thanks, Pivot Lending Group. I was a little butt hurt though because um, Emerson didn't want any, so he didn't save me any any lunch money at all. Emerson wanted wings, so I still had to order Domino's wings. <laughs> God, why can't he just be easy? He was like, like pizza, uh, and I'm uh, like, dude, shut up! You like pizza? It's free pizza. Go get some. He's like, I was really wanting wings. <laughs> Well, we're having pizza today. It's what I can afford. Yeah. Guess what? Uh, guess what Shane and I did at, on Sunday after we finally got a chance to leave. Get pizza. We went out to Wings and Rings and got wings. Really? That's funny. <laughs> Without Emerson. <laughs> Man, I wish I would have gone. Screw that guy. <laughs> yeah, screw that kid. <laughs> Oh, it was good too. Barbie, I had their barbie, their tangy barbecue sauce. And the weirdest thing, nobody was there. It was Super yeah, Bowl he, Sunday and it the place was dead. There was one guy with a Mahomes uh Chiefs shirt on that was just he looked like he was about to kill himself. Like he was just devastated. And I'm and yeah, you know, I don't really care about NFL football. So I was just like, huh, wow. Tom Brady's really good. And then that was that. We just ate our food and then we left. It was great. Yeah, I was really bummed. Not bummed. I love I like the Chiefs and all. Um, it was just kind of a bummer to see to not see a closer game. I know. Everybody like, wants a close missed, Super Bowl. I missed the first yeah, I missed yeah. the first half. I growing up, I was a very big Chiefs fan, so was my dad. Um mainly because of my dad. My dad's a huge Chiefs fan to this day, so he called me at like like ten o'clock. He's like, Alex what do uh what do you think of the game and i'm like i don't i don't i don't care <laughs> it's not super cross yeah. so i don't really doesn't okay you know yeah so the conversation for the com- yeah the conversation was short but i was like i was like well look at it this way 
Mahomes is young. Tom Brady's old. Tom Brady will go away here in a little bit. And then you got Mahomes for the rest of the time. So be happy. Yeah, he will die at some point. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I say. That's what I say about like, like my wife gets upset about some, somebody like an older person and the way they think or something like that. It's like, you know what, Aaron, these people are going to die someday. Like I I just tell her that I'm not saying go kill them, (laughs) but like, I I think about that. I'm just like, yeah, they're going to (laughs) die. Do you know that this is our 52nd episode? I uh, do now. So <laughs> officially it's a, it's actually been more than a year. It's like a year and a month, but show wise, this is episode 52. Yay! So thanks to, uh, thanks to pivot lending. Cause otherwise it would be what episode 13. Cause we were only yeah. going to do this once a month. Yeah. Originally. Yeah. That was the plan. That was the plan. But here we are. Yeah. You got your ignite t-shirt. Yeah, I got a sweet new T-shirt. Did you get? Uh, <laughs> did you get the truck? No. Oh no, I I just got the shirt. Okay. I'm a po- I'm a gas truck poser. You're a gas truck poser. <laughs> I'm I'm actually wearing my. Uh, I'm What's wearing, ignite? I'm What's wearing, ignite? <laughs> I'm wearing my Randy shirt today. Yeah, you're like I'm like one of those one of those like girls that try to be edgy in high school, and they're like, I'm gonna wear I a Nirvana. I love. I love NOFX instead of NoFX. Yeah. Which I hate NoFX. I don't really like them. I think they suck. I'm not a fan of NoFX either. Yeah. Yeah. This thing is it was the uh Nirvana thing that always bugged me. Oh. For a little while there, yeah, there were like yeah. there were like twelve yeah, year old girls walking around with Nirvana shirts and I'm like, Hey, what's a Nirvana song? What? What's Nirvana? You're like, you're wearing the shirt stupid like how much did you pay for that shirt i paid 45 dollars, and i got it at the buckle those are the reasons why kurt cobain killed himself (laughs) (laughs) i thought it was courtney Uh, and whatever but it's like uh people that wear wear misfits shirts and they just like the skull they think it's just a skull and you know how i am about like i i'm pretty into the like hardcore punk yeah, you stuff. are. Yeah. But uh I don't wear shirts like that. Do you remember that time? Was it the first um was it the first uh uh Reedy race that I went to and I was standing in the airport and I saw a um uh dropkick Murphy couple and I called you? Yeah. Was that was that, that race? I think so. Because they were like hardcore, they they were both decked out in dropkick Murphy stuff, and then they had like big hoop earrings coming out of everywhere. And, and I thought it might've been like the actual guy, but then I'm like, no, the actual guy wouldn't be wearing like dropkick Murphy stuff. I don't even really like dropkick Murphy's. Really? You did. Back like, then. I, I, I had a friend. Well, I did when I was in high school and stuff. Oh. Like it was just cause it was different. Yeah. And like, uh, I, I was like, Oh man, I haven't listened to them in a long time. Like I have like, I have the Apple thing. I can yeah. listen to whatever I want. And I like put it on. I was like, this is stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Super chat. We got it. We got a super chat real fast. And we're going to get back to that because I I can relate. Uh, Gary Silkwood. I don't, it's not much of a question. It's more of a thank you. It says, thanks for answering my questions in the comments. He's got himself a B6 to start racing at the local hobby town here in Indiana. Nice. uh, That's awesome. Mike, I wonder, is that the, um, uh, the RC fun park. 
Oh, in, in Indiana, because yeah. that'd might, be a good. That's be. that's a pretty decent place. You know, they tried to hire me to announce one of the races there, and it, conf- it conflicted with the techno series. Yeah, when I worked at the home office, the owner kept wanting me to try to organize a race, a, a race series between the Plex and the oh uh, yeah that place. And I was like, mm, nah, you guys mm, just come to our. It's a little far race. apart too. That's <laughs> yeah. a little far apart. Yeah, I was just like, you sh- you should just come to our place. Yeah, that's a nice. <laughs> I, I mean, it's wanted- it's decent. It, it, they've. Ever since, oh, they, nice. since they've started, I've like noticed they, they're getting um, like the layouts have been looking better. They're using white pipe now. Um, you know, they've they've incorporated a dirt oval kind of like we have. So it's pretty interesting. So that's that's good. That's good news. Um, RC racing, I think, is pretty healthy right now. Well, um, oh, I, I can relate. So uh, speaking of going back and listening to it and thinking that it's totally stupid. Um, I. I, on my way home from last week's podcast, I just happened to have 104.5 on the radio for some reason. And it was because I had been last week, I'd been letting my phone die. I usually listen mm-hmm. to Pandora. So I always listen to the same thing I always do. And, uh, I was listening to 104.5 and TLC's don't go chasing waterfalls came on. And yeah. I caught myself sitting there going, don't go chasing waterfalls. And then, and then. And then I was waiting for left eyes like rap to come in. They cut it out of the song. Cause it's, I, I'm like, how in the world is this song even possible without left eyes rap in it? And I can only assume it was because it was on 104.5. And yeah. then I, I'm like, well, this song's stupid without that. I, I, I felt like, uh, I was Stan in that South park episode where he was listening to, was it tween wave? <laughs> music yeah and uh they told him that he had a condition known as uh well what was it being a being a sarcastic it, asshole that was <laughs> yeah okay yeah i'll let you say it uh yeah and i was like man i am a sarcastic asshole <laughs> You know what? Uh, I keep I keep wanting to go back and like I I go back every once in a while. I listen to my old Radiohead stuff, and I keep thinking to myself, I'm going to think this is stupid, but I don't. I actually really like Radiohead a lot still. I I like Radiohead. I stopped um, forcing on it forcing it on everybody at the track though. You notice I don't, oh. I don't play it anymore. It's so funny to be in the pits and I'm like, no, this is cool. Like, I like this. And then, uh, everybody, everybody like, what the heck are we listening to? (laughs) (laughs) And like, uh, this is, uh, Radiohead or this is my morning jacket or this is Jim James or like, I just know what it is. I'm like, yeah, these, these guys suck. (laughs) No, I I don't do that. I'm like, I like this too. (laughs) Did I ever tell you that I touched Jim James finger once? Not today. Oh, but okay. I, <laughs> Have I told that story on here? No, I oh don't my, think so. Oh my gosh. Okay. So uh, we, have, we have never talked about my morning jacket. Uh, one, of my, one of my favorite bands of all time is my morning jacket. Jim James, the lead singer. Uh, he, he was here uh, in Omaha to slow down for a solo tour and the slowdown, it has got a really low uh, stage. And, and I wanted to be in the front. I, I'm tired of going to these concerts and always getting stuck in the back and not being able to like really enjoy myself and be around people and all that. And so, um, we got there super early. We staked out our spot. We sat there, Gretchen and I both. And then, um, during the, during the concert, you know, he's going back and forth, people were raising up their hands and then, and then he started going around touching their fingers 
And then my wife looked at me, she's like, you're going to do that, aren't you? And I'm like, nope, not going to do that. Nope, nope, I'm not going to do that. It's cool. I'm fine. And then uh, like towards the end of the thing, when nobody else was doing it very organically, he came by and I raised my hand. I put up my finger like, you know, like you're number one. And then he had his big pudgy guitar finger and he just stretched out and we just, we touched fingers and he like pushed on my finger and just pushed it. And I could feel the calluses, the callousness on his, you know, finger from his guitar. And I was just like, oh my gosh. And my wife looked at me and she's like, are you okay? <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm fine. I'm perfectly fine. Happy. I'm going to not wash this for a while. It'll be fine. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It was a good experience. I, I would probably feel that way about like a Trent Reznor show or something. Oh my God. You know? Yeah. That, that'd be bad to the bone. Yeah. Anyways, we've been talking about nothing for the last uh, 20 minutes. What do we, why don't we talk about this it's race, man? It's like an episode man? of Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hold on. I got to do something. I've been hiding it. I have a new drink, ladies and gentlemen. What is it? It is something I'm probably not supposed to have on here, but I'm going to, it's whatever. Oh, we're all, we're all one Paps Blue Ribbon away from being white trash and in trouble. Yeah, but this is, this is Paps Blue Ribbon hard coffee. It's like, it's like drinking a milkshake. Yeah. And my milkshake does bring all the boys to the yard though. I mean, it's (laughs) delicious. No, those are great. It's just funny to see. (laughs) <laughs> like that, like an episode of South Park. <laughs> now look into the camera and say, "I'm white trash and I'm in trouble." <laughs> I'm white trash and I'm in trouble. <laughs> oh man! Well, we just had a huge, gigantic, 300 entry J Concepts Indoor National Series race. I feel like it. I feel like it's almost like surreal how quickly that race came. Yeah. How long have we been hitting that? this summer like i mean we've been talking about it since what april oh easy dude easy april i mean we knew we were gonna have it and then we finally we finally got it in yeah so the track build was uh pretty pretty easy for the most part really dude i had my buddy my buddy doug with his bobcat really help us out get away ahead of on the track build. Um, we actually had nice weather at the start of the week too. So that kind of helped. And, uh, Ronnie went, spent all day with me on Tuesday with the, with the other tamper. And nice. so that really helped. So we had two tampers, um, Tommy Smith and Steven Smith and Jackson Anderson helped out on Monday and Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, Jackson came out on Wednesday and helped a little bit. Uh, so it was nice to have, some actual like real help too, not just guys just standing around pointing. Kyle came out on Sunday. And oh yeah, yeah. Built sorry. That back wall. Kyle Gannon yeah. came out on Sunday. He basically built that whole back wall himself, and now that it's painted, it looks great. Yeah, dude, top notch. Really brought the room together. So like a like a nice area rug. Yeah, it really tied tied the room together. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big Lebowski reference to anybody that hasn't seen that yeah, movie. Because if you have, you know what I was talking I, about. I had to. And see. if you haven't seen that movie, you're doing yourself a huge you need, disservice. You need to go watch the big Lebowski dude. 
Uh, you know what's fun to do is because uh, I know I kind of know that movie kind of by heart. A lot of most of the mm-hmm. lines and everything like that. Why, if you know it that well, watch it in Spanish. It's oh, really? even more funny, especially when huh. you don't know Spanish, but you know the lines. It's hilarious in Spanish. Hmm. What's that? Is it uni? What What's the Univision thing on? Uh, um, it's re- like one of the movie channels is free in Spanish, but not free in English, and on cable. And so every once in a while, I'd get I in and, and and I, I it came up one night, and I'm like, oh, it's Big Lebowski in Spanish. I'm gonna just sit here and watch this for a while, and I watched the whole thing, and I knew exactly what was going on, even though I didn't understand the language. I used to just watch Telemundo all the time when I was in high school. There's some hot women on Telemundo. It's not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways. uh, So Thursday night practice. There was a lot more people there on Thursday than I thought there was going to be. Hell yeah, there was. I think, I think most, most of the people there, uh, most of the people that raced, the whole weekend were there on Thursday. I think there's maybe 20 people that came in Friday and that was it. Everybody else was there. Yeah. Everybody's chomping at the bit. Yeah. Wanting to do some driving. So the track got broken in really fast. I mean, it was starting to, it was starting to turn black within 40 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. What more could you ask for? What did you, uh, what did you hear in the pits? I mean, what was the general sense of things? Cause I'm, you know, I'm, I'm busy an announcer guy for most of it, it was more it was more like you got to do what to your tires that yeah. <laughs> that was kind of the the thing because it isn't our our surface isn't the norm when it's especially this cold when it's warmer um you can do less but when it's cold man you got to be on top of your tire game um i actually planned on doing what i'd been doing for the last three weeks with just a v-cut in my rear foams I hadn't even really been a foam buster in them a whole yeah. lot. Just like 20 seconds after I mount them, just to get the insert to kind of relax and fit the, the carcass profile a little better and running them. Not even scuffing them, just throwing them out there and running them with goop on them, tire warmers for about 10 minutes, and they're good. But this last weekend, I actually, the tires that I had mounted, um, and we were running, it's like, these things are just not coming around. Yeah. And, um, so what I, I actually cut my tires open on the sidewall and, uh, took the, um, Older inserts foamer. out and punched them up with the, um, foam puncher. And I did that to those tires you gave me too. Yeah. Then foam bustered them a little and then they were good. And so what I think happens when the track gets that cold and this is all theory, um, I don't have a way to really prove it, but, um, it definitely, my, it definitely works better when you do this. So when the track is colder, I think that you need a softer insert and you don't want a, a insert that you squish it down and it's just dead. Like it's like, you want it to be springy. And the reason is, is the track is so cold that, um, your tire Will is uh, currently getting into his bag of tires, pulling out a bag, and now he's back. Okay. So what I think happens is um, your tire, your insert's so stiff that 
um, it essentially, you know, it can't move because it gets so cold. It's like frozen. Yeah. Right. So when you have a full insert or maybe even, you know, just a V cut in there, it's not springy. It doesn't rebound fast enough. And I think that like, if you run a full insert that's gets cold, um, and this is with the, the J concepts inserts, you know, they're pretty dense foam and mm-hmm. which is actually good because you can always make them softer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, the insert, it, when it pushes down, you can see it pushing. Well, so now it's, it's compressed. You're going around a corner. It's compressed. This insert's icy cold. Um, and it rolls around and it's so dead because it's so cold. It doesn't recover by the time it comes back around. So you're essentially running your tire on flats, you know, like mm-hmm. it's unsupported and that's why you don't have any grip. And so by putting the holes in the insert to making making it rebound faster, that's going to make it so that uh, it can't get as dead feeling. You're kind of opening it up, I I think. And it definitely definitely punching the holes in them made a difference. So yeah. I can see that. I remember back when I was fast that. Uh, 2013, I got a, I got a three, one round in mod two wheel at this Mm -hmm. race. And I was on super blown out tires. Yeah. You know, and the foam's really broken in and, and, uh, the tire was really broken in and almost, I mean, it was not slicks. It was just blown out and they worked Mm -hmm. better than a newer tire. Yeah. And that was, that was back when we were, uh, doing, uh, greens back then too. We weren't running clays yet. Yeah. You know, but yeah, I, the, the tires I ran this week also were the tires that I broke in over the course of the last three weeks. Mm -hmm. That set that you, that you worked on for me. I didn't even run it. Yeah. I didn't have time. So I just, I just was like, well, I'm just going to go with what I know and Mm -hmm. ended up being the right choice. but. At least for my, my buggy. Other choices were made that weren't very good, but uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. That's um, okay. But yeah, so the, I mean, uh, do you think, do you think it was most, I mean, everything was positive. I, I don't, I didn't really hear much, much bad stuff. It was pretty much all good stuff. I feel like Not the that people I know. that came and we did a good enough job on the podcast and talking about what we do, the word got out to what with what you need to do to your tires to have them work well at our track. That they're really I mean, I didn't have a problem with fine there was plenty of grip out there. You just had to find it, you know. Yeah, I was not having an issue with with traction myself. And and a lot of it like the the people that I knew that were having problems um, maybe they just weren't informed or something like that. And then once they got on the program, their stuff was a lot better, you know? Yeah. But, um, you know, our track's kind of old school. It's kind of different. So, um, it, there's nothing, I don't feel it. Here's my thing. Everybody's racing on the same track. Um, this, this goes for any race that I travel to. I'll never complain about the surface because, unless it's obvious that nobody did anything like you go there, there's holes everywhere or Mm -hmm. something. Mm -hmm. But the thing that you have to understand is like 
people work their their uh, ass off to get uh, these tracks prepared for an event like this. And it's like just complaining about it. it does, it's not going to make any difference. You know, it's like everybody's running on the same stuff and you got to figure it out. Like, I just I've never understood how people can complain about that sort of thing. I feel like the people that do are the people that that show up and race and are gone. Like they, they don't help. They're not involved. They don't help other people. Like I just have never understood the complaining about the surface of the track. Yeah. Cause everybody like, like there's no magic button that somebody's going to push and it's like, Oh, this is just better. You know, it, it just, it doesn't work that way. Um, I mean, there's been plenty of races that, uh, that you and I have gone to where the, the track wasn't good. Like, and it was usually like a rain out or some unfortunate circumstance that ruined it. Yeah. But Hey, we still raced and, uh, you know, everybody that I feel like would have done well, did well. Yeah. Anyway. So it, 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 like I said, there's like, you just have to adapt and try to figure it out. It's racing. Like yeah. I've never been to it. You should be grateful. You have a place to race. You yeah. Know? I, that's the way I feel. Um, and, and a lot of that comes from my grandfather cause they raced midgets and they'd run on a plowed field sideways. They didn't care. They're yeah. like, we're just glad we have somewhere to do this. My big thing at these things is just, is just trying to run the program efficiently, you know, not make it. So you're sitting around going, what are we doing? You know, yeah. that's, I was pretty impressed by how early we got out of there on Sunday. I don't know about you guys, but I was way happy. Yeah, I I was impressed. I made it home to pick up some pizza and wings and watch the second half of the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, and Saturday flew by, too. Yeah, I thought we got out of there a decent time on yeah. Saturday. Saturday was really good. We made up a lot of time that first round, actually. And then I kind of a, a couple of people had some problems and we waited on them. And, and luckily we were ahead. So it, it, it didn't hurt us that bad. We still ended up being almost an hour ahead of where the lifetime um, uh, estimator was going to put us at. So I was OK. Yeah. With that. I was OK with that. I wish there was a way to make Friday even better practice wise. Like almost, I mean, everybody there has a buggy for the most part, except for a few. Yeah. And so it's like, uh, there were still lines, you know? Yeah. No, there was, yeah. I mean, the line was a little ridiculous. Like sometimes like you'd walk out. Yeah. It's at points like you'd walk out of the, of the track or the pit area, like the carpet track area. Yeah. And you'd open the door and there's the line. Yeah. <laughs> all I know. The way to the end of the driver's. It did go by pretty quick though. I mean, I, it, I yeah. Once, I would, once we switched to four minute sessions, yeah. it made a big difference. I started, I mean, one time I went out there and I started right next to the booth and within, I think, you know, 20 minutes we were already at the stairs. So it wasn't terrible. And it, mm-hmm. you know, it's weird. Cause I was, I was actually kind of pondering this. I was having like a philosophical moment to myself in the booth <laughs> there on Friday. I was like, you know, yes, waiting in line stinks for, for practice. But at the same time, it also, it's also almost like a social event. You know, yeah. you might get to stand next to somebody they haven't stood, you know, you've never even met before. And you're, then you start chatting about stuff, you know, mm-hmm. Or, you know, a lot of us have our phones now, so we're just have our head down. But even then you saw people like talking about, you know, whatever. 
or, Hey, I haven't seen you in, you know, forever down in, I mean, in South Carolina, I saw, um, uh, Ulrich, uh, Ulrich Irwin. Ah, this dude, I haven't, I hadn't seen like 14 years. And I was like, Hey man, how's it going? And he's like, that's pretty awesome. Oh, Hey, how's it going? <laughs> it's just, you know? Yeah. So, um, I don't that, know. That's what I think these races are about is like getting to see your old friends and stuff. Like I, I, I like to do as well as I can, but I also enjoy getting to see the, see my racing buddies. Yeah. You know, like the guys from Colorado and they come, I need, we need to go there sometime. I know. So, uh, I have two, I have two weeks of vacation, uh, now going. And so I am, uh, um, Emerson and I, th- we think we want to go to Salt Lake city. Um, because of their skate parks that they have there. There's like a Vans park there that he wants to go to. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So I think, and I like mountains, you know, so that'd be, you basically would drive through the mountains to get there. Um, so I, sometime this spring or summer, I think that's what one thing we're planning on doing. And then I think I'm going to use my other vacation to go to Cheyenne for that Cheyenne shootout. And most of those Colorado guys will be there. Yeah, that'd be cool. You know, but yeah, I hear you. I have to figure out when they do that. They're the, like Moore's outdoor track is AstroTurf. That'd be a little different. Yeah. I've never raced on AstroTurf. Yeah. Uh, but it's cool. I mean, it, it makes it so they can race when they get rain and yeah. stuff. Yep. Cause it rains there a lot, doesn't it? Well, when I went there for the, for the stock Nats in 98, it rained every single day at three o'clock. Yeah. And then by four o'clock, the track was dry. It was the craziest Just thing. Just because the air is so dry yeah, or it was, so much wind? It was the nuttiest thing. And then when I went to the Nats, the gas Nats in 2010, I think, mm-hmm. it was in Colorado Springs. It was about 100 miles south, and it didn't rain every day. But at 3 o'clock, this massive gust of wind would come every single day and pick up like half the people's easy ups and toss them into the air, and everybody would have to pick up after themselves after that. And like by the mm-hmm. third day we were there, we all figured it out, and we all like had them weighted down instead of staked down and we were all like prepared yeah. for it. It was the weirdest thing. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, I think the race went off really well. Uh, you know, Jason seemed pretty chill on Sunday night. Dakota won two wheel and four wheel and Caden Fuller won two wheel and four wheel. So he had his guys up top. So I guess yeah, if that happens, you're going to be pretty happy anyways. Right. You know, I I hope it was a good weekend and everybody enjoyed themselves. Yeah, I think it was. I, I didn't, nobody, I didn't see any sort of pouting or anything on my end, you know, but like I said, I wasn't in the pits. Not that I'm looking for that or want to, you know, talk about that. I'm just, I just, I didn't see it. I, I, everything was positive. And here's the crazy thing. I was really worried about the, 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 when I saw the forecast on my heart sank and I just went, Oh no. You know, like I know what our track does when it's 30 or 40 and above. And I have no clue what our track would do with it being zero degrees outside. And so Saturday, when I walked in there to turn on the lights and stuff, the condensation drip from watering overnight was really heavy. I mean, there was a lot, there was a lot more than I thought there would have been. And luckily, I mean, I put the, I put the buckets out. Uh, where they needed to be to catch it on the really bad spots. But I mean, there was even more than that. And so I was kind of, I was a little freaked out, but within 40 minutes of practice, 
Yeah, I mean, you could hardly tell that they were there. Not, I would say not even. Like, it was actually almost like a pretty, like the way the track was laid out versus the drips. Yeah. Like, you'd start running on it, and it was like we had our own self-watering type mister system. Yeah, exactly. Like, it was yeah. It was like the perfect amount of water, honestly. Yeah, it was really fast. And and when I saw that, I was like, okay, I started to feel better about things. And so Saturday night, I uh, I watered again. But before I did, I had Emerson go out there with a temp gun and temp various parts of the racetrack, especially the northwest side. And mm-hmm. that side after the eight pack where that garage door was at. And I'm like... And I'm like, Hey, go, go take that temperature of that track. Because if it was like 32 degrees or less, I wasn't going to water. Yeah. Why would you? I mean, that would basically, it would ice up. That'd be terrible, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, we put some carpet, some old carpet remnants in front of that one garage door. It was just barely cracked. You can't, some of those doors, you can't get down anymore all the way. And Mm -hmm. so the air comes in you know, a little bit quicker. And towards the end of night on Saturday, it was actually starting to fog up over there a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, I noticed it and that's when I had Emerson go get those carpet rendements. And I think Lance Murray or who volunteered to be our tech guy for three days. Um, he's a listener here too. He, uh, uh, he helped him out to get that kind of blocked off, but we took the temps and it was 40 something degrees up there. And it was like 36 or something like that over in the Northwest side. And so, I'm like, well, I'm going for it. So I watered. And what I think happened was um, it increased the humidity level slightly and actually warmed the place up a little bit. Because mm-hmm. when I walked in Sunday, I was expecting it to be super cold in there. And it was not. It actually was pretty darn comfortable. Um, yeah. And so then I, then I felt even better. I was like, oh, this ain't bad. And then the drop wasn't that bad either because because it was so cold out that it actually didn't a lot of times what happens is, is the, the condensation builds up and then on the roof and then it freezes. And then as a, as it comes up, the sun comes up the next day, it heats up the roof and it, uh, and it thaws it out. And that's where a lot of the drip comes. Well, it was, it was so cold out that that never, un, that never thawed out. It stayed frozen. So you didn't get that, that huge drip down. And so it actually just kind of, everything just kind of worked out. You know, and I don't know about you, but in my, both my mains, the track had crazy traction. I had plenty of grip. I almost had like, I had so much grip. I had to start tuning like corner speed into my car Yeah, to get it to turn. So, and like, uh, uh, Jim Bronson and I were talking before, before when I think it was a qualifier remain about, he's like, I cannot believe we're not running slicks here. And I'm like, I know it's just the way it is here. I don't, I can't explain it. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine uh, with whatever, you know, the thing I don't want to have happen. And the, like the thing that was nice is you probably could have got away with just with only two sets of tires for this weekend Mm -hmm. or this past weekend. And that's like perfect. Like Mm -hmm. that's, that's about the right amount of tires you should need um, for your average dude uh, racing. Yeah. And, um, I was just glad it didn't go to like a silver slick. Yeah. Or only like a two, three run tire. Don't you think that it it's not if the if our dirt could get smoother, 
I mean, mm-hmm. this was, we had a pretty, in my opinion, this was a pretty smooth racetrack. I thought it was smooth. I mean, I, I really took my time. We tilled it up. I, I, we really took our time, um, packing it in with the tampers, but it, our dirt does that weird thing where there's like little gaps. You know what I'm talking about? Like, like when I went, Oh, like at beach at yeah. HRC, their dirt, when they pack it, it is one solid, smooth line of dirt, right? Yeah. And, and they run slicks there because it's just, their dirt is like just one is solid. It's like a, it's like a, it's like when you ice a, it's like when you ice a cake and you take it and you go like this and, and it's just flat and smooth. Yeah. I was going to say, it looks like kneaded clay. Yeah. Like here, like, like for a pottery wheel or like, like some like brick, like needed, like modeling clay or something. But our dirt, you know, doesn't do that. Even, even, even after I tamp it smooth with the tamper, it still has this like, like little extra, not traction rolls, but, uh, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Maybe don't. I don't know. The viewers are probably like, this guy's stupid. Uh, it just doesn't, it just doesn't come together as one big flat piece. It's got all these little, these little, um, uh, chunks, chunks, cracks, not, cracks in it. Yeah. Cracks basically, you know, I'm trying, there's a word I'm trying to think of and I, I cannot think of it. And I, at midnight tonight, I'm going to be lying in bed going, what word was I trying to say? And then I'm going to say it. Yeah. Well, I always, I always kind of wonder, cause like at the, the Lincoln track, when we would bring dirt in, like one year, it would be totally good. Blue groove, never blow out, work great. Next year, after it froze all winter, yeah, wouldn't work the same. I always wondered if it was something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I love our dirt. It's just I, I think our track's fine. I like our track. It's, it's just that it just does not conform to the standard slick protocol. Yeah. And I'm, I'm fine with that. I don't like slicks and off-road. I really don't. Like you had, like, I remember when the tra- our track used to take slicks and you guys were running them at club races every, every week, you had to have like brand new slicks that were tight on the insert. And if you didn't have that, your car would not go. Yeah. We were trying to do slicks there for a little bit, but you had to keep the track so freaking wet. Yeah. And then, then it's like, like, uh, Derek and I refused to run slicks. Like, we're just like, this is our, this is our, our cars. These are our tires. We're going to run them. And, uh, you guys are running those pre-made slicks that some, some company made primes. Yeah. I think you guys, you and Dylan were running Proline primes and they were like two seconds a lap faster. Yeah. And then, then like (laughs) the second or third, the second round, the track dried out enough that we were faster on, on those and then you'd water the track before the main. It's like <laughs> it's like gosh dang it. I guess I guess you could call it character. Yeah. You could call it character, yeah. but not not in the character sense of like a nitro track getting blown out. Because our this track is not blown out at all. It's mm-hmm. not even close. It's just that that our dirt just does not uh pack tight enough to to support a slick tire. Yeah, yeah, our our tracks a nonconformist. Yeah, 
<laughs> I'm such a non-conformist. I'm such a non-conformist. Yeah, you guys. exactly. <laughs> you beat me to it. <laughs> the winner is. We should probably talk about some of the results and stuff, right? Sure. I mean, that's important. Um, yeah. There were some pretty cool uh, main appearances, some pretty cool finishes, some not so cool stuff. If you're, if you're me or you. Um, yeah. <laughs> I felt like I did okay. You did fine. I don't know. I mean, uh, I had to, I changed I, the first time I had to change my car in a while and had to get it figured out. I had it figured out for that B main. That was the last, or that was the first time my car felt like really good all weekend. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's like, you know, it's like, you know what, this isn't working anymore. I have to finally try something else. And I copied Kyle's car. And I, I ran it in the C main and I ran my stock, my rear shock stood up still like in the middle hole. And I was like, this thing is just too edgy for me. Like it's too like, like point and shoot feel like it wasn't smooth enough. It was just like <clears throat> everywhere. I was yeah. like, I'm going to just lay my rear shocks down. I laid my shock, rear shocks down a hole. Oh man, that thing was a lot smoother to drive and a lot more comfortable and made the triple fine. And, um, man, if I didn't doink that pipe in the B main, I felt like I could, cause I went from ninth to fourth in yeah. like three corners. Yep. Yeah, you did. That was and a really I, good start. If I didn't do that, I felt like I could have raced at those guys up front. Yeah. Cause I was kind of reeling them in, wasn't I? Yeah. At start for sure. And then, yeah, that, towards the end of the race, I mean, you were kind of on the same lap times. Charlie did a good job in the B main though. Mariana of two. Oh yeah. Just, yeah. he just, he kind of just got out in front really quick and just sort of did what he needed to do to stay there. Yeah, no, he was good, man. I'm going to start with Plex spec. Uh, so I kind of, when we were talking about this, we were only supposed to have, um, two wheel mod, four wheel mod, uh, the, the 13, five buggy and truck and the, two wheel drive expert. Um, he did not want to have mini, tr- he, well, not, not, not that he didn't want to have it, but he didn't have mini truggy independent buggy or pla- or any sort of beginner class listed. And I was like, dude, I'm like, we've got to have, first off, we got to have mini truggy cause I wanted to race it. And then I was like, right. and then I'm like, second off, we need independent buggy. We have such a strong group of, of regular Joe drivers that love racing in that class that it would be, it'd be stupid to not have that. And then, and then I'm like, can we throw in Plex spec? Cause you know, <laughs> you know, it, please, <laughs> we got some kids yeah. that would like to race and they're super intimidated and I don't want to see them. Um, I don't want to see them, you know, miss out on a chance to be a part of this. So, Super chat. Before we get to that, we got us. We got a ten dollar super chat. Really? Yep. Uh, so Nick Nuthouse uh, dropped ten bucks Thank here. Thank you. Uh, what is the best part, and what is the biggest pain in the butt uh, with running such a large national event at the Plex? And he says that he really enjoyed the webcast and Will's snarky comments in the plus forty class with the older folks. <laughs> snarky. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, nobody, nobody was safe in that one. I <laughs> was letting her go. <laughs> I was having fun. I hope, I hope it was okay. Like what I was saying was okay. Oh, every, no, everybody was fine. Nobody was up there going, that's stupid butthole making fun of everybody knows what they're in for when they race 40 plus. Yeah. Like everybody calls it old man mod. Like, all right, ready for old man mod. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, like, all right, I'm, I'm prepared to make fun of you. You know, <laughs> <laughs> the biggest pain in the butt. I'll do that first is a sign up by far. The biggest pain in the butt is a sign up because you've got, uh, we have a limited number of spaces. You know, we only have 140 something pit spots and we know that if an event like this happens where it fills up on live R- on, on RC scoring pro so fast that you, you're going to end up having to try to, you need to get these guys paid to get them paid to make sure that their spots RC are, sign up. Yeah. You said RC scoring pro. Oh, did I? Oh yeah. Sorry. So, okay. Yes. So we use RC sign up because it's the easiest, simplest thing to use. And most everybody who races has an account. So when a race like this fills up, the worst part is trying to find or trying to make sure that everybody is actually going to come that's signed up for the race. And the only way to do that is to get them to pay. And that is the biggest pain in the butt because my, my worst fear is, is having people sign up and then not come. And then all the people that you told couldn't come because you were full will go, Hey, wait a second. You said this and now it's this. And yeah, luckily at this race, we had a few people that dropped after they paid and I was able to fill them in with people who were on the wait list. So it worked out, you know, uh, the best part is really just getting it over with. (laughs) It's, it's, it just seems like, like, like for me, it's like I prepared so much and then it's like, Oh, we're finally doing it. You know, it's like, it's like, uh, the prophecy is fulfilled. I get in the track done. That's the best part. When you, when, when the track is done and it's painted and nobody has got on it yet and you take those pictures, I mean, I save those pictures on my phone so that I can, when people ask me what I do for a living, I can go, well, I do this and I show them that. Or like when I go buy paint and they're like, what are you painting? I'm like, oh, I'll show you. That, that really blows people away. That, that visual of seeing the track pristine when it's, when it's, when it's, looking at its best for me is the best part because mm-hmm. it's like art. It's very much like art. Like, um, it is an art. I think you're a hundred percent correct. I'm, I was a very artistic person. Um, when I was younger, I was very good at drawing always. And I always did really well in art class and stuff. And, and, and to this day, I still can paint. I still paint every once in a while when I'm, when I'm, when I have time, I haven't done it lately, but, uh, but when Emerson asked me to draw something and, and he doesn't see me draw that often, but when it, when he, when he asked me to do something, I draw something out for him. He's like, Holy crap. And I'm like, yeah, I know I'm, I'm still a pretty good artist. It, uh, and to me, an RC track is a lot like that because you're, you're trying to utilize the space you have. And to me, it's like getting it just right to where you have enough negative space for marshalling spots, but also just, just for the, so the track kind of feels right. you know. Sometimes mm-hmm. when you look at a track and they use every single inch of what they have and they don't have any empty spaces, sometimes it can look way too busy or just kind of off-putting for some reason, you know? It looks just kind of tossed in there. 
Yeah. And you then, know, like uh, that's my, my opinion on layouts like that. And, and then there's the opposite where they don't have enough and you're just like, mm, that's weird too. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm always trying to find a way to have something without having something be too much or too, too, you know, there was a couple parts that were on paper on this per- specific layout that I left out because when I started to look at it as we were getting done, but you know, Monday night, I'm like, you know, that's not going to fit right there. It'll be way too busy. It won't mm-hmm. allow, it won't allow for good racing. It's, it's just enough, you know, it's one more thing that doesn't fit right anymore because we've got this here and we have this here. Just there's these things. And then in our track, you got to think of stuff. You have to think in 3d too, mm-hmm. you know? So that's for me, that's the best part is, is that the racing yeah. is great too. But for me, the best part's the getting the track itself done. Uh, so Plex spec. So Daniel Bender got himself uh, a TQ and a win. So he got a TQ and a nice, and a nice award for winning first in Plex spec. So what do you think? Do you think he's going to run Plex spec at summer series? He, uh, um, he texted me today. Do I still have, can I still run Plex spec? And I'm like, well, it's not the summer series. You know? Yeah. So I think he should get that Plex spec win in the summer series. I think it'd be good for confidence. Yeah. You know, and also I, then, then if he you, races thir- 13, five, four wheel, I think he's just going to get frustrated. Yeah. Um, the, I mean, that's a tough class four wheel drive in general right now is tough. Well, yeah, there was 63 cars is the biggest class. Yeah. Um, I, I think that, um, he would be better off if he, uh, got a two wheel drive buggy and raced, uh, like if you if he's gonna keep his current car, just race Plex spec. If you want to get it, you want to race another class. Yeah. Like don't race, not race Plex spec anymore. Race like independent buggy. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what that's what do. it's there for too. Mm-hmm. Um. So good job, Daniel. Uh, Fender Bender. Uh, Lexi Bolin, uh, got second. She qualified third and got second. Nevin Sneathan qualified second and got third. Nice. So we did have a flip there. Uh, Jose are the third Joe three, uh, finished fourth, right? Really qualified. And then it was the Vanderbeeks, Eli and Angie. And, uh, Mac basically made Angie race. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool though. Uh, and then I had a little surprise for these guys. So, uh, we did get some door prizes and uh, a couple of things. Team associated gave us a car, a motor and a battery. And I gave the, motor and a battery to like some hard luck racers and independent. And I think an expert buggy, I think, or maybe it was 13, five wheeler. I can't remember, but I used the, the, uh, uh, number generator, random number, number generator. Yeah. And, uh, we gave Joe three, a car, a B 60. Yeah. Point two. So, yeah, that was awesome. I didn't even know that was going to happen. Yeah. I was, I was kind of keeping that from everybody. I wanted to spring it on him. So, Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the number four came up. I used, I just went by car number and, uh, I don't know. Everybody had a one in six shot of winning a car. So that's pretty good. Yeah. That's like the perfect guy to win or the perfect family to win a car because, uh, he's going to talk about it on, on his, his podcast. podcast. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, ran out of talent, agree. ran out of talent podcast. Yeah. He's going to be like, had a great time. Didn't do very well or something and had problems, but Hey, we want a car. You know? Yeah. <laughs> his stuff looked good i mean yeah. I, I look fine yep uh so stadium truck so there was uh 
we lost a couple stadium trucks in, in registration because of the tire situation in truck. Like, basically J concepts didn't have any tires because uh, something's wrong with the mold or something like that right now. I don't know. Maybe I'm not supposed to say that. I don't know. Yeah, I probably wouldn't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> too late i'm gonna yeah. get a phone call you're off the team uh no, no it's just it's just supply problems it, that's what it is the supply problems uh as it has been all year with with everything you know i think i think that's what it is so yeah yeah they're not going out and picking tires off the tire tree like there's uh you gotta do some maintenance and sometimes maintenance is never convenient so yeah but basically there were no, there's no, there were no golds available and golds were, mm-hmm. was a better compound. We had lots of silvers up there. Um, but, uh, our guys upstairs, that was one thing I heard. They kind of got yelled at a few times for not having truck tires. And you're like, well, what do you want us to do? Pull them out of our butt? Like, yeah, nobody has tires. Mm-hmm. So I felt we were pretty lucky to get, um, what we got for sale. Um, as far as tires go, it's just that nobody had any truck tires. Sure. Um, so I, we you know we we at one time were up to like forty something entries in truck, and I think it whittled itself down to a little over like twenty six or something like that. Ooh. But either way, the guys that were there were fast. So um, yeah, Alex Vanderbeek, and this was one of the few times where the TQ did not win a class this weekend. Mm-hmm. So um, Alex Vanderbeek qualified second and took the win. Nice. And Kyle Holmberg got the TQ and finished second. Mm-hmm. And Kyle uh, from Minnesota, he won the CRC race in this class. Yeah. So he's a, he's a top, you know, top runner in, in 13.5 truck. Definitely. Vanderbeek's truck looked really good, though. And he, once he got around him, he kind of pulled away. Uh, Zeke Bollinger qualified third, finished third. Uh, former Summer Series champ Mitchell Brown finished fourth. Uh, Shane Borden, who was staying at my house, uh, from Boise, Idaho, finished fifth. Uh, Charlie Cavalier, uh, finished sixth. Uh, Rico was seventh. Brian Burt, Brian Burnt, uh, was eighth. Clayton Carter-Luca, another Minnesota guy, was ninth. And Dayton Mosier made the bump and, uh, finished 10th. Pretty good, pretty good solid group of, uh, of truck drivers here at this one. Let's move on to a short course truck. So short, short course truck was another one where at the time of signups at the purge, there were only eight or nine trucks signed up. And so I only got, I think nine plaques or nine awards and I didn't get any lower mains and and there was 12 of them. And I'm like, you know what? Let's just put all 12 of them in the main. Why have a, why have a four car B main, you know? And so um, that's what we did. And, uh, Stevie Slover took the win. Chance Roke was second. Ashley McCormick was third. Kaylee Hamilton was fourth. Dustin Hamilton is fifth. Todd Brewer was sixth. Todd Brewer hadn't raced in forever. Uh, Tyler Fleming was uh, seventh. Nathan Brown was eighth. Bob Hamilton was ninth. Brian Kiever was 10th. Tom Tanner was 11th. And Tim Davis broke out like at the very first lap. Um, That's a bummer. Yeah. At 12th. So Slover, TQ and a win. That's kind of, kind of the growing, kind of the trend. For the day, Chance uh, beat out Ashley. They flipped spots. Everybody else was pretty close to where they qualified. Um, Bob Hamilton finished ninth, so he got the last plaque that was made. 13.5 four-wheel drive. Um, this was the biggest class of the week, so there were 63 cars. Uh, Caden Fuller with the win. Nate Sutherland. Um, 
finished second. Uh, Zeke Bollinger from the fifth spot up to the third spot. And then you had Aiden uh, Tice dropping down to fourth uh, from second. Kyle Schmer had a pretty good weekend, kind of kind of top to middle of the pack for for all of his classes. Kyle Holmberg was sixth. Mason Herrick was seventh. Cameron Ayers was just super unlucky in this one, finished eighth. Shane Borden kind of the same way in ninth, and Cal Gannon was tenth. And uh, Caden Fuller was on a roll. He was just uh, lights out in both of yeah, his classes. He was, he was trucking. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I guess it was going to come up at some point. Um, 40 plus, <laughs> uh, 40, 40 plus two wheel drive modified. Alan Horn, uh, who finds a way to win this class a lot, um, took the win. Uh, Jim Bronson from the sixth spot was second and he was second behind me for a while. Um, while I was leading. So, I mean, he was having a strong, a strong main event. Mac Vanderbeek got the podium, finished third. And then I ended up dropping down to fourth on the last lap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Ken, Ken Peterson finished fifth. Cal Gannon dropped down um, to sixth. Uh, Eric Larson made the bump and finished seventh. Brian Burnt was eighth. Brian Cox was ninth. And uh, Rico, I think he broke out. Uh, oh, he hit the end of the straightaway or something, didn't he? I heard it. Yeah, he hit the pipe at the end of the straightaway, I heard a huge, and I was like, oh, I heard man, a huge pop. A so, um, I mean, the only thing I can say about this one is, is I always remember to turn off your low voltage cutoff. So, so did, did, what was the voltage of your battery? Seven. Did you ever check it? I did. So it was seven volts. Yeah. When I hooked it up so to the you charger, plugged in your charger, it was seven it, volts. It start. It was started out at seven. So, I mean, it was low, but it wasn't that low. It wasn't at like 5.6? No. So, Man. it's either either what happened was my battery's old, and that very well could be because I've had it for a while. Um, or yeah. uh, I'm pretty sure that if I, I, I haven't hooked it up yet, but I'm pretty sure that if I hook up my Hobbywing thing, my voltage detection is still on. Oh, and you should always man. shut that off. Always. Mm-hmm. Especially at these long mains, so I'm not going to yeah, say I got you're ro- racing. Yeah, I'm not anything. I'm, if- I'm not going to say I got robbed or anything like that. I it just, uh just if I would have taken one less practice lap, I think I took like three practice laps. If I would have taken just one less practice lap, I would have made it across the line in the win. I had I had the lead by like what five seconds. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, at the end, it was still a good amount. Cause you were like, cause you were going slow for like three laps. And I was like, Alex, just being conservative, like taking care of his buggy. I could feel it. The, the, the third to last lap, I felt it. And I'm like, Oh, this doesn't feel right. And, and honestly, I was kind of every once in a while, I would double, double, double up the eight pack just because I'm like, I got this much of a lead. I don't need to risk it. And then, so yeah. I was kind of just. I was kind of just feeling where I was at when they started to catch up and I could kind of see their cars a couple turns back. I would go, okay, let's get on it again. And then I'd really concentrate and hit the quad and I'd pull away again. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and there at the end, I'm just like, well, let's just double, double, double the whole way. I got a big enough lead. Let's milk it. And, um, um, yeah, that happened. So I, I just want to say that I keep finding really dumb ways to lose 40 plus races. So this is just a new, a new one to add. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I felt pretty bad. Yeah, it's okay. I was a little, I was a little, a little upset for a little bit and then I got over it. Yeah. Oh, there's another one. Yep. Yeah. Uh, independent buggy, uh, Jackson Anderson, TQ and a win. Steven Smith, uh, finished second. Ian Helzer was third. Matt McGee was fourth. Lane McGee was fifth. Todd Filter was sixth. Justin Stevie was seventh. TJ Williams was eighth, was eighth, making the main from the bump. He got the bump. Um, Andy Lachance was ninth and Dane Gangler. Uh, I think, no, it says he finished in 10th, finished 10th. So, um, good job to Jackson. I mean, and Steven for that matter. I mean, both of them, uh, a couple more locals in this main event as it should be with our independent class. I thought TJ making the main was pretty cool. Same thing with Justin Stevie. Um, he got the bump right there behind him. So. I think the tires for this class were just fine. They, they were silver yeah. compound, but everybody's on the same tire. Yeah, everybody, or there's a few people that were concerned about that. And it's yeah. like, hey, nothing to worry about. Yeah, you know, it'll be fine. Um, expert buggy, uh, Caden Fuller with TQ and a win. Um, he only finished two seconds ahead of Zeke, though. They were, they were hanging with him a little bit more in this one. Um, mm-hmm. Zeke was second. Cal Gannon was third. Uh, Cameron Ayers with a little bit better finish than her four-wheel drive was fourth. Uh, Cal Holmberg was fifth. Jeremy Fellas from the bump was sixth. And dude, I mean, he was he was up there. I thought he was going to catch the top three. Who? Jeremy? Jeremy, yeah. dude. His I car so. was His car was on it. Um, When uh, Kyle went to, like, he went to last, didn't he? He, he went, like he was, crashed out a, a little bit in the first couple laps because he put... He, yeah. he made the wrong tire choice in 40 plus and he was like I need to change my tires he ran in and put different his older blown out tires on yeah and sauced them and it just took they hadn't had sauce on them like all day so it took him a minute to yeah. get get the tires to come in and once they did he was like he was real and everybody yeah lap three he dropped down to eighth and then worked his way back up so yeah like if you would have had like another lap mm-hmm. I feel like he could have uh, cause you finished, he was like right there behind Zeke on the last lap. Yeah, yeah. He'd have had another maybe 30 seconds. He probably could have won. Yeah. Uh, Aiden Tice, uh, qualified seventh, finished seventh. Same thing for Shane Borden, qualified eighth, finished eighth. Cal Schmer was ninth. Nate Sutherland, um, was 10th. I think Nate was trying to run silvers all day too. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm moving on. Mini Truggy. Um, dude, I, 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 I don't know what I did on the first lap, but, uh, I TQ'd in one. Honestly, I, I didn't feel good about it because the first lap I was almost dead last and yeah. I just was driving like crap in the, on the opener. And then like my truck kind of pushed cause I didn't take any warm up laps. I felt cause I was like, man, what if I dump? And so I didn't take any warm up laps at all. I just, I just drove my car over to the line and, and, and then went. So it took like a lap or two, it seemed like for my tires to kind of, I guess, warm up a little bit and then it was fine. But that first lap, mm-hmm. like my truck wouldn't turn. I'm like, oh, I thought it was broke at first and then it ended yeah. up being okay. So I did work my way back. Um, I kind of, I got a little animated on the driver's stand cause I was, I got up the eight pack and I turned the corner and, and I saw Dane was in trouble like spun around. And so I was, I had moved to go around him and then he shot out in front of me and I hit him and 
I, my hit got his car to go the right direction and my truck was pointed the wrong direction, totally backwards. And so I was up on the stand and I'm like, you gotta be freaking kidding me, you know? And then, uh, so then I was kind of hot and then I'm just thinking to myself, well, here we go. I'm going to find another way to blow another one. And then Mitchell just annihilated Mm -hmm. me at the end of the straightaway, like a couple laps later. And his truck was broken. And I'm like, dude, like, what are you doing? (sighs) And then after that, it was fine. But the first three laps of this race was just, I like, I don't even remember him. I just remember my truck getting batted around a little bit and me not driving good, you know, for the first lap because it wouldn't turn. So I went wide and then I went wide again. And then, Ugh, just bad. But it all worked out. Uh, Dane Gangler with a good finish, though. He qualified third, finished second. James Ham qualified second, finished third. So they just flopped places. Ashley McCormick had a good finish. He qualified sixth, moved all the way up to fourth. KP Reigns had a good one. He qualified ninth and got the bump and finished fifth. Um, Connor Herrick finished sixth. Don Drews was seventh. Nick Mitrovic was eighth. Mitchell Pavel with the break-in car was ninth. And then Wade Gehring... Uh, couldn't make the race, so he was 10th. Okay, and then uh, Mod Four Wheel. Um, dude, uh, I think the story of the day in this class was first off Dakota in four wheel drive. He was basically untouchable. And then Aiden Horn. I think he was the only one that had a shot at him. Yeah. I mean, Aiden, Aiden qualified fifth and finished second, I think, two or three times. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, at least two times. So uh, Aiden really came on strong. Um, Brian Mayfield uh, had a horrible A1 and then recovered uh, winning A3 to get uh, third. Uh, Seth Van Dalen with uh, uh, his techno ride finished fourth. His car was looking cool. He never did the triple, triple, double. Like I th- in the mains? In the mains. Yeah. I thought he would might save it for something, but... Uh, Tom Rinnernecht was fifth, our very own Tom Rinnernecht. Uh, Blake Champlin mm-hmm. uh, was sixth. Lee Setzer was seventh. Mason Fuller was eighth. Charlie Mariano was ninth. Drew Rubin King was tenth. And Aiden Olson uh, qualified straight into the main, finished eleventh. So he he's uh, I'm I'm proud of I'm proud of Aiden because I mean this this was a big deal I think to make the main with all these guys. So and uh, I he it. Aiden's also would be the highest finisher in this class, not named uh, Tom Rinnernecht. Yeah. Because <laughs> we kind of consider Tom a local. Uh, Two-wheel mod, kind of the same deal. Uh, Dakota looked lights out in the first one, but the second one, Aiden Horn had something for him. And yeah. uh, I, th- I thought Aiden was going to get him to force an A3. Um, it ended up not happening. And then Ryan Mayfield won A3. Yeah. And uh, so he finished second overall. Um, Aiden Horn was third. Um, Tom Rinnernecht had a shot at the podium, just missed out on it. Um, finishing fourth. I think he needed to finish in front of Aiden. Um, a little higher than he did. Uh, Blake Champlin was fifth. Mason Fuller was sixth. Lee Setzer was seventh. Mariana from the bump finished eighth. Vanderbeek was ninth. Seth Van Dalen was tenth. And Drew Rubin King was eleventh. So we had one, two three, four, we had four summer series racers uh, making the A and two wheel drive. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. That kind of wraps that up. Um, 
we'll take a, a quick pivot lending break and then uh, we'll take maybe a question or two. We're not going to spend too much time on questions because we were late and uh, my family wants to go home. They've probably had a long day too. So we'll uh, hear from our sponsor really fast. And now a word from our sponsors. This is a pivot lending update with David Olson and Don Zoller. Get some. This is David Olson with Pivot Lending Group. Wanted to give you an update on Pivot Lending Group. We're growing and right now uh, we're at 135 employees. Over the last two years, we've grown from 35 employees to 135. So up 100 and we're building our new headquarters, which is going to be in Littleton, Colorado. Really excited about that. It's about 15,000 square foot building that will house our underwriting, our processing, our closing, uh, our subservicing department, our marketing department, all of those in one place, which is going to be fantastic. Pivot Lending is now in 15 different markets with offices in Irvine, California. We have two offices in Scottsdale. We have an office in Boulder. Uh, We have an office in Denver and also Colorado Springs, an office in Omaha. Uh, We have one in Wichita, Kansas City, also Las Vegas. Uh, We opened an office in Las Vegas and we're growing into New England. So uh, I suspect you're going to see probably two or three new offices popping up this coming year. If you're in the mortgage industry and you're looking for an opportunity to start out with a small family run business that's growing, this is a great opportunity for you. Give me a call, 402-881-5951. David Olson, NMLS 16099. Don Zoller, NMLS 277-589. Pivot Lending, NMLS 109-995. We return you now to your regularly scheduled program. There's always one. I just read a, I just read somebody's report from our race. They're like, damn cheaters, stuck. What? That gets old. That gets old. Eh. Don't run stock the then. Run mod. Run mod. Anyways, the it's same pe- the same people They're that the-, the same people that are in the A mains at everything are in the A mains here. So I don't think it's that. Wonder who is cheating? Yeah, I know. Super chat. We got a couple super chats. Uh, Steve RC says no question this time. Just wanted to thanks to both of you for your dedication and willing to help out everyone. So there you go. Thanks. Thanks, dude. Yeah. And uh, Peter Renault dropped a $5 super chat while we were uh, doing the pivot and uh, said, I got to watch all weekend while building his, t- while building his T62. Great job. And thanks. Awesome. Pretty awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Do you have one? Nick Pavel wanted to know are we going to talk about the triple scoop? being carpet or dirt. So here's, here's the deal. I did want to announce this today. The triple scoop will be on dirt. Is that this weekend already? Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably not going to run the first one. Uh, you know, I just didn't want to <laughs> I don't want to waste the layout. It's so fun. It's so big. It's cool that I just, um, just got to do it, you know? So we'll see. I don't know yet. We'll see. I don't know if I'll be able to run it or not. Yeah. I got some, I have, I, I have uh, a life, Yeah, I, you know, yeah. I mean, I just need to get some stuff taken well, care we have, of. So. We have race this weekend, then techno series, then carpet crash in, and then the second triple scoop. Oh, so there's a break? Yeah. 
There's a two week oh. break in between. In Maybe between. I'll be able to do it then. Okay. So what what is, what is the triple scoop for people? Oh, who I'm don't sorry. Know? So I didn't want to call it triple crown because everybody calls their three base series triple crowns. And so um, we're calling it the triple scoop. It's got an ice cream theme, and the top three in each class will get gift certificates to uh, either Zestos or Dairy Queen. I haven't decided yet. That's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, I lost my train of thought because I'm reading this and I don't know. I should just stop reading Facebook because there's always that one person that doesn't, that had like blames their bad performance on something as stupid as, as, as what I'm reading. Everything was going, everything was going so good today. Uh, Mad Thunder's got a question really fast. Um, it's a two parter. Why do truck classes get really popular and then die off? What makes buggies have more staying power? Buggy is the purest class. That's true. I I think. Yeah, I I the truck thing is just it comes and goes. It's been that way since I remember racing, and I used to be a truck guy. Trucks like one of my favorite classes. Always will be. Um, he's got another one here. Um, why have off road tracks become more like supercross tracks? When I was younger, I remember them being more flat with some jumps. These cars are more durable. Now. Yeah. I, cars. I think the cars have a lot to do with it, but also we're just, a lot of the track builders are influenced by, by supercross and motocross and stuff. And because our stuff can jump now and land well, I mean, you could, I don't think you'd be able to get away with the type of tracks we have with a, a, a JRX two, you know? No, I don't think you would either. I think the cars are more durable. Um, and I think that, uh, the equipment to build a track is maybe more readily available than it used to be Yeah, for the average person. I think that those are all things that have a lot to do with it. I think in many ways, the cars kind of conform to the, to the surface of the day. Mm -hmm. Um, but also the surface of the day can also kind of conform to the car a little bit, I guess. Well, see, even the guys in the 90s, they all came from, moto, a lot of them came from motocross backgrounds. Yeah. Like, uh, wasn't uh, Cliff Lett involved with Yamaha? Oh, yeah. Yep. And motocross. So, and same with uh, um, Mark Pavitas. Mm-hmm. He, he was a Yamaha guy, I thought. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, to say that, you know, now it's different. I don't think it really is. I think the cars are just capable more so you can throw more at it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cause here I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the TQ second and third from independent stock buggy. Okay. And I'm just going to tell you right now, there's no way in hell Jackson Anderson has a cheater motor in his car. (laughs) That, That kid cannot afford Jack shit. And I'm saying that, I'm, I'm, I'm using that language because that's the truth. Like he can barely afford to race. He borrows tires from everybody. He scrapped yeah, together I, this car. He had to beg his parents for, for entry fees. There's no way this kid is cheating. Yeah. There's, that's he, that's he ridiculous. And he wouldn't know how to, to begin with, but there's no way his motor is illegal. And the same thing no. for Steven Smith who finished second, he bought his motor upstairs at the Plex. The say, dude's got a the dude's got a the dude's got a a motor that he bought from the store. I sold it to him. 
Yeah. No, so, these guys aren't sending their motors off. They're not. Yeah. I, I, I built, I believe the car that Jackson's running, I built it. Yeah. Uh, like to say that kid's cheating is ridiculous. You need to just drive better and get faster. Yeah. Honestly. What, uh, a, what a wanker. And it, it, and I hope that that person's listening, but yeah. Um, if he wants to talk to me about it, I'll talk to him about it. But to say he's cheating is ridiculous. Yeah. And not, and not fair. That isn't fair to him. Yeah. I agree. Okay. Uh, what else do we got? Um, one more here. Uh, bought a B60 from the Plex Tuesday and built it watching the races. I'm just realizing I needed wheels and tires. Uh, do you guys have anything in stock or did you get cleaned out? Believe it or not, we have a lot of tires in stock now. We actually, we might be one of the only places in the United States that has uh, gold ellipses. So yeah, we're going to be good for a while. Did you say the scoop is on dirt now? Yes, it is. We're going to drive it on dirt. You know what that does? That means that I don't have to put a carpet track together Friday. I'm so happy. Do you have to make all three? No, two out of three. Ooh, okay. I might be in then. Okay. And then, um, uh, Yammy also said, I'm pretty sure that's Dane said hot lap at independent 75 was 21, nine and not from Jackson Anderson. Yeah. And whatever. And it's same thing. I mean, if you want to say that, like Caden Fuller, sorry. Yeah. No, (laughs) Caden Fuller's Fuller's lights out, dude. It's not, it's not his motor. And guarantee those, those kids like, um, both Mason and Caden, like Caden, I feel like, uh, is going to be like crazy fast, like unreal fast Yeah, in a few years because he, he grew up or he's still growing up or he, he started driving all like Mason's hand-me-down cars, I believe. Yeah. So, you know, he'd just get the stuff that, Ma- you know, because he's running stocks, so he'd get Mason's old car, you know, that kind of thing. Like, he didn't necessarily need the new stuff yet. And he would just wheel the piss out of it and do well with it. And it kind of made it so he can just drive anything. Yeah. I mean, you know, that, dude. All, um, both those kids can just drive anything. The crazy thing is Emerson used to beat Caden consistently. Yeah. I ain't going to happen mm-hmm. now. Ugh, I think, I think, uh, I think, uh, Jackson actually copied, uh, Kyle's setup for two wheel. Yeah. Like, or for stock, like there's nothing special about that car. Yeah. Okay. That's, uh, that's probably it. If I skip your question this week, I'm sorry, but we're, we're kind of running late. Uh, appreciate you guys watching. I think we were up to 33 or 34 at one point. So, if you get a chance, listen to the edited version this Friday. My wife didn't text me anything today, so that kind of ruins that that whole bit. Segment. <laughs> Segment. And I and I switched over to Paps Blue Ribbon Hard Coffee for this one. So that ruins you that. You deserve it. That ruins that one. Crack a cold one. <laughs> and uh, uh, what else is there? There was, there was no point that I had to say that I'm clearly not an engineer, which is true because I apparently don't know how to charge a battery or set up my speed controllers to not let me dump so <sighs> whatever yep there's another one yeah there's another one uh so anyways so we're gonna go and uh appreciate you tuning in and uh i hope that if you came to this race i hope you had fun 
If you didn't have fun, I hope you take a look at your life and figure out uh, what it's like to wake up every morning hating it. (laughs) 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 And we'll go from there. So. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'll see you guys later. And uh, thanks for tuning in. I love you. Yeah. See you guys. See you guys. Bye.